From Chagdagumpa Riggs and Lane, this is Listen, Contemplate, Meditate, a podcast featuring a range of teachings from the Buddhist tradition presented by Lamas of Chagdagumpa Foundation. Our website is chagdagumpa.org. So when you take the Bodhisattva vow, suddenly you're, you're kind of uh, last in line for personal issues and things, even sickness or things like that. You just have to uh, push through. You have to sort of become a, an, a type A bodhisattva in some sense, you know, where, where you're, uh, uh, you know, you, you find your joy, you find your joy in, in giving. It's a question of giving, giving up personal space, giving up territory. You know, that's just, it's, uh, it's growing, your, mi- your mind grows. As long as you have your own personal, these sorts of uh, boundaries, you know, there, it's territory, it's my territory, get out of my territory, I need, I need to protect my territory, otherwise my ego uh, can't handle you, can't handle it, you know. Uh, so it's just ego clinging. But there has to be some uh, development of joyful joyfulness. You know, like your responsibility has to be joyful. Even like you know, getting up in the middle of the night to to fix a leak. You know, uh, it's it's is part of your responsibility. You know, like a. And our responsibility has no boundaries. That's a, we're responsible, for, basically we're responsible for the entire universe. You know, whatever, whatever calls out that needs help, then it's our responsibility to answer that. And it's not that that help is going to come in the form of your name. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Abby or Sam, I want you, you know, this, we need this, we need that, you, we need this, you, it's just need, you know, you become sensitive to need, become sensitive to filling, fulfilling the needs of others, not waiting to be called by name. Go first, like I always say, you know, Bodhisattva, go first. <coughs> like I can give this, can anyone give something better than this? So, with that kind of joyfulness, you know, joy, joy is uh, diligence. Diligence means joyful, doing something joyfully. It doesn't mean. Uh, um, uh, diligent, uh, discipline, you know, discipline or self-discipline is, is a different, that's a different. A diligence is, means passion, you know, doing something passionately, 
joyfully, uh, with no with no expectations of any. What do we always say? Praise, or you don't do something just to put on a spectacle so you won't become blamed for for not showing up. Or you get something out of it. Well, if I do this, then I'll, I'll do this, then I'll get, get this later, some reward. Or doing it so that you don't get sort of scolded or punished. So this is worldly. We have to, I think, learn the difference between. Uh, have to notice when we do things in a worldly way and when we practice, we do things in a dharma way. And a worldly way means this, praise, blame, you know, wanting one, try to avoid the other, uh, gain, loss, comfortable, uncomfortable, these kinds of worldly concerns. Then it's a bodhisattva path. Then it's really about two two things: it's, you know, the three jewels and all sentient beings. We do things on behalf of the three jewels. We do things on behalf of sentient beings. One, you know, we talk about the two benefits. Sometimes the benefits means uh, I must uh, ben- I benefit myself by realizing wisdom. And then I benefit others by compassion, twofold benefit. We practice, and that's that's we do that. Also, uh, benefiting uh, beings and the Dharma, the the doctrine, the teachings. Those two two things that we serve. We serve beings, and we serve the teachings. And then, particularly here, that that. That's kind of the twofold uh, way. That, uh, there are twofold purpose: is to uh, serve beings and serve the, the the dharma, the holding of it, the preservation of it, and the uh, growth of it. Uh, and that's done when, in correlation to your own appreciation of the Dharma and what it's, how it's functioning in your heart and in your mind. If, if, if you're not, if Dharma hasn't landed in you, or you're, you're not uh, practicing, you know, you've kind of plateaued, uh, then, you're, then you're, your interest, your joy at, at providing dharma for others is not going to be very uh, great. It'll be very duty, duty, you know, you'll be bound by duty to do it. Hmm? But when, if dharma uh, is in your heart and your mind and you remind yourself that all your good qualities have come about through dharma and all your unleft, no, un, all your leftover bad qualities, all your unaddressed bad qualities are all your self-clinging.
you put credit in the, to the three jewels. You credit all your good qualities to the, the three jewels. Then, if you, you kind of retrack, reroute, reroute how you how you think of yourself. You know, we have egos, and there's qualities and there's flaws. And so, if we can discern those, recognize our flaws, recognize our qualities, attribute our qualities, to, this only comes about through the three jewels. Otherwise, I'm just a total self-absorbed vacuum cleaner. You know, I just suck up the whole world. You know, it's all mine. You know, my space, my time, it's all. It's all mine, you know. So then, you know, as we're in our, like our lojong, so if we recognize all our faults, it all comes from self-clinging, all our qualities come from the three jewels, then with gratitude to sentient beings, then we practice our, uh, we support the dharma, that's our, mission here. We have a mission, so to speak, yeah? Otherwise, there's there's no point to being here. The fun here is in the joy of the the, uh, work. We call it the work, you know? It's like Gary Snyder calls it uh, the real work, you know? There's, There's work, and then there's the real work. And the real work has to do with the truth and the service. Serving beings and uncovering the truth. A part of the training, a part of cultivating this joyfulness is also knowing when to uh, refresh. (coughs) Refresh. When to refresh yourself. Since you look in the teachings on diligence, it always talks about <laughs> diligence, 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 you know. And also is talks about knowing when to rest is a training in diligence. Because you know? there'll be a turning point where you're you're all enthusiastic and everything. Then for some people then they just get obsessed. You know. And there's the, the only joy is the joy of, of of digging into your you know digging into your obsession you know and like that you know because you have to always that's great that's good I should say uh, but then you need to recognize I'm just I'm just totally obsessed like I don't even want to be interrupted I can't even have lunch I want to <laughs> I just totally want to keep going you know don't 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 bug me by getting me to stop you know. But then, if you feel that when you've passed that point, then you need to open up your mind and your heart, you know? I say, oh, this is how I will serve, this is how I'm serving others, you know? Whatever I'm doing. Uh, so that it becomes a practice, your Dharma practice. Yeah. So we know, have to know and appreciate and value the richness of the 
opportunity to rest. Like, oh, you know, this is so precious, this moment where I can restore myself, see how everything is a dream, and just simply rest my mind even. Not just rest, like collapse, collapse my body, collapse my sense fields all into this foundational zone of the alaya, you know, just this uh, shutting down, becoming, you know. Uh, But to, uh, you know, your mind is always engaged in creating karma, I think. So even when you rest, you can fully and totally rest, appreciating, wow, this experience I'm having is very comfortable. It's very pleasant. This came about through my intentional virtue, my good actions. I should really keep looking for good actions, you know, and I should really practice virtue, because this is very pleasant, having this nice soft place or nice place to lay down, nice things to look at, you know. This is all good karma. It's not actually rest. You know, you're exhausting, you're consuming moments of the fruition of good karma. So it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to add your mental appreciation of that, gratitude to gratitude to the three jewels, gratitude here, you're living here, then gratitude, definitely Chakta Rinpoche. So when you rest, rest with gratitude and with a understanding and appreciation of the preciousness of virtue. Like Shantideva says, you know, like, virtue is like a flash of lightning in the middle of the night. It hardly ever happens. And when you have the chance to, to rest, that's because of your virtue. You know, think how many people actually get a chance to, to uh, rest from doing good work. So, a joy. And joy comes about through, like, gratitude and appreciation. I think I kind of reflect here. You can, you know, really reflect on, on, uh, on what, what, what you actually have and what opportunities you have. And, uh, yeah. And then you can always regard the, uh, what do you call it, the schedule, you know, the, what do we have, policies? Our policies are like, well, at least this. (laughs) You know, at least this much. That's all. 
And then, you know, maybe this isn't relevant, but then, you know, seeing others, other, uh, your friends, Sangha brothers and sisters, you know, seeing them and, you know, everybody has bad days, everybody has good days, you know, and really appreciate them, you know, uh, regardless, uh, you know, every, everybody has uh, ups and downs. Life is, you know, our, our lives are all ups and downs, very inconsistent, very unreliable, you know, and so appreciate it. Uh, if you think somebody is uh, not being as you know joyful <laughs> as <laughs> as you feel, and say, "Oh, I know, I know," like you know, I know what that feels like to be kind of grumpy and to you know, you know, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, something's going on physically. Uh, f from all the kleshas swirling around in the open space of everybody's minds, it's landing somewhere. You know, one of one or another of them is sort of sweeping, sweeps us away, and we get moody and full of this or full of that. Uh, or we, you know, we indulge. We forgot to stop dreaming about things that don't exist, <laughs> like your future. <laughs> and you kind of got sort of carried away by something, and then something rears up right in the here and now, and you're really bothered by that, you know. Uh, so, you know, just, you know, just faults and qualities. Recognize where faults come, recognize where qualities come from. Recognition is powerful, you know, just recognize. You don't have to make lots of decisions or conclusions, just to know, you know, the power of your ability to know is, is your most, uh, is your most strongest uh, quality, just to know. As long as we're being dualistic, then we know things. We know objects and knowing faults and knowing qualities and recognizing where they come from. And that's the answer is, I gave you the answer already, so you don't have to go, I wonder why, you know, to say, oh no, the qualities comes from the three jewels, lamas and the three jewels, and the faults come from self-clinging and the gratitude to everyone. But recognizing that right in the moment of your own self-indulgement, self-indulgement, self-indulging, you know, like really recognize that. It's fine to be self-indulged, you know, and to have moods. We can't strip, you can't take vows against, well, I, from now on I will never, I never get depressed, you know, or I'm, from now on I'll never get angry, or this. You can't do that. You, know. you can make a vow to strive, Strive to eliminate uh, flaws. Well, we we do that. That's that's why you're here, actually. Uh, but just recognizing, recognize, knowing. You know, if you're in a bad way, know it. Not no, don't be bad. Be good. You know, but know you're bad. That's your power. You know, 
and but to just you know, and it's secret. It's you. You're the only one that will really know. Everyone else will think you're just totally bummed out. But if you know that you're in a way, that's your power. You know, it doesn't matter how you look. No, you know, important. it will come. It will. It will fade. You know. No, but you've you've discovered your own power, your own ability to know. Usually, our experiences we could say and experiences means the uh, fruits of our actions the fruits of our karma the effects of our actions usually those fruitions uh, dim our ability to know They overwhelm our ability to know. Too much suffering, too happy, you know, too much happiness. You don't know. You don't know. And the core, like not knowing, is not knowing why something is happening. Not knowing that everything you're experiencing is caused. So when you're happy, know that it had a cause. That it wasn't just, it's just not, it's just not you uh, assuming your inheritance. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be happy. That's my lot in life, is to be happy. This is normal. Like, check it out. Happiness is not normal. But when we're happy, it's, we just consume it. We consume one moment after another in a state of not knowing that it had a cause. It's more of an entitlement. Oh, now things are normal. I feel great. I'm back who I want to be. That's not... That's showing that our, our wisdom quality has been dimmed by our indulgence in an abnormal uh, condition of happiness that was caused. That's what we don't see. So even just to say the word, oh, this had a cause, there, then you've, you've poked the hole in the, the dimming effect of our happiness. And suffering, of course, oh, I'm so miserable, you know, I can't even think straight. See, we say, you know. We don't say, oh, I'm so happy, I can't think straight. We don't say that. But suffering is more intelligent almost. Like, oh, I'm really, I can't think, I, I can't, I can't, you know. That's more accurate. Because happiness does that too, but we fall for it. The suffering also dims our ability to know, oh, it's because I ate this, or oh, I should have been doing more exercise, I should have done this, I didn't do that. It's uh, just karma. We don't, uh, <coughs> and also karma, uh, we can't always draw linear, we can't connect the dots necessarily. But we know that if we're uncomfortable or suffering emotionally or physically or scatterbrainedly, we know that or economically or uh, you know, your pillow's too wrong or something. We know that 
if it's suffering, then it had a cause that had some negative motivation behind it. Some action had a negative motivation behind it. That we can know. We can't know what, because we don't have that kind of scope to know, oh, this came about through that. And we know that we still have negative motivational factors. We still have anger, we still have uh, uh, greed and, and neediness and attachment. So that part we can, we can know. We had it in the past and we acted in negative ways and now I'm experiencing this suffering. I can't know what the action was, but I have a pretty good idea what the motivation was. It was negative and self self, uh, self-cherishing. Whether it was anger, aggression, or desire, passion, jealousy, or pride, or doubt, and we know that. And we also know that we have still have it. So that's the connection. I still have it. So if I know that my suffering was caused by what I still have that I acted on in the past, I should shift my orientation going forward. We can do that. It's just using our ability to know. We don't have to think, oh, I have a headache. Oh, I must have hit somebody over the head, you know, some time ago. That's... You know, I mean, that, that, uh, those kinds of teachings are very good for pointing out the connection between, you know, past actions and present experiences, but we don't have that kind of wisdom. Like I said to these guys, and I used to go to the jail, you know, to prison, you know. I said, well, you know, you're here, you think you're here, because you did something and you got caught and then you got tried and found guilty and then that you think that's the cause. But you can't be sure that, that, that you're stealing things or you're hitting somebody over the head. You can't be sure that now you're serving time for that act. You really can't be sure. A Buddha would know, but no lawyer, no, not even a saint, you know, we wouldn't know. You could be serving time for something way in the past, and you, you haven't even started serving your time for killing the person you killed in this life. That was not a very good... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell these guys, you're supposed to go in there and kind of pump them up. You know? <laughs> well, I, I don't do that. I you know, they, they, they like, you know, it, I, I kind of uh, disturb, my job is to also to disturb them. But, uh, okay, joy, joyful endeavor, joyful comes from appreciation of benefits received, the joy of wanting to repay the kindness of others. This podcast is supported by the generosity and kindness of Chagdagumpa members and donors. If you're interested in becoming a member, making a donation, or if you want to learn more about Chagdagumpa, 
feel free to go to chagdugumpa.org.